Yo, 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 what up everybody? So today is July the 5th, 2019. Back at it with another little episode. Uh, and um, yeah, how was everybody's fourth? I uh, hope you guys are, the few of you that listen, I hope you guys are still listening. Um, it's been a kind of a busy week for me. My fourth was great. Yesterday I had, um, let me get into that a little bit. Yesterday uh, was July the 4th, obviously. And I woke up about 8 o'clock. I stepped in a little bit, had the day off. And I mowed the lawn, uh, which takes roughly about an hour to do. My lawn is kind of big. Um, those of you know that where I live, I have any idea my lawn is like actually like three lawns into one it's fucking big anyways that's besides the point I I woke up mowed the lawn got done about 10 30 now about 10 relaxed on the couch uh watched the first episode of stranger things season three I, I really love the first episode uh picked right up where Season 2 kind of left off where Eleven or L is kind of with the other young boy. Then they bring the cast, the crew back together, um, you know. And it actually starts off really good. It starts off with like the Russians are trying to, to open up the Upside Down. And I think, I don't think it's the same people that we're doing in America. I think it's the Russians are trying it. Which makes no sense. But I can see why they were doing it. Um, but anyways. They're successful in opening it for like a second. Which I actually think releases the Upside Down. Back into normal universe. But they didn't open it up all the way. Obviously. Uh, but I watched Stranger Things. Uh, season 3 episode 1. I really liked the episode. Uh... I like the gore aspect to it. It was actually really like a gory episode mixed in with kids. Oh, the Stranger Things is fascinating because it's got a level of violence to it that you wouldn't normally get with a young cast or young kids in a movie. Uh, but it's not like they're killing the kids. It's they're killing. There's killing in the thing. That's what attracted me the first season one, episode one, where I was like, "What the hell? This is like some sort of horror." A retro horror flick but it's kind of not but it's kind of got like a, a E.T. vibe to it like a Steven Spielberg E.T. movie vibe with the horror mixed into it with the sci-fi you know Dungeon and Dragon nerd I mean it's got it's got a lot of good elements to it got a lot of good characters L I didn't know if she was a superhero at first or what she was or what role was She's psychic, or I don't know, and that's still undefined to me how she's got psychic abilities. I think it's because they were experimenting on her, but I don't really know. Not one hundred percent sure. Then it's been Stranger Things doesn't come out yearly enough to where I'm like, wow, like I kept up with it and I could rewatch it. And I don't really rewatch things. Rarely do I rewatch things, but I do rewatch things. But anyways, uh, she's got some sort of psychic abilities. I think there's other numbers of her out there. I think that was explained. 
that there was eight. Eight was out there. Nine was out there. They did different things. Uh, she's got like psychic abilities. I just think she's one of the strongest ones, actually. But anyways, uh, yeah, it's got a lot of good elements to the to the you know the series, and I think they Netflix hit a home run with it. They keep hitting home runs with it. They keep actually. You know, the more retro they go with it, it kind of reminds me of, like, a Terminator 2, but in a series in a way. Like, it's sci-fi, but it's an action movie, but it's a comedy, sort of, but it's got, like, this Guns N' Roses vibe to it. Uh, Stranger Things, the beat to it, you know, the the musical beat to it is fantastic. Dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun, you know, that the intro beat is fantastic, man. Uh, Millie Bobby Brown is a fantastic young actor as well. Um, she was in Godzilla, obviously. Uh, I liked her role in Godzilla. Uh, they didn't really play too much into her character, but she was throughout the movie. You know, that was her. You know, my connection to Stranger Things is Godzilla is Millie Bobby Brown, obviously. Uh, great to see her with longer hair, and that continued into Stranger Things Three. She's now got a full head of hair. Um, but yeah, Stranger Things 2 ends, she walks in the last, saves the day, and now her, and I think it's Mike, I don't or Will, I'm not sure which one of the two she's dating, um, but they, they get the whole cast and crew back together, and now the Upside Down is stirring once again, and it's obviously, it's eyeballing, you know, the same characters, like it's... It, its intent is to eliminate Eleven and company right then and there. You know, the, wants to eliminate because I think they're the only ones who figured out how to stop it two times now. Now, who knows what's gonna happen in this third, third season? But anyways, I watched that yesterday. I did that for an hour. And I took a shower, got ready, and. Um, we had a Dodger game to go to on the 4th of July. Uh, 4th of July hit on a Thursday, as most of you are well aware. Kind of an odd day for a holiday. You know, Thanksgiving is usually reserved for Thursday. But mid midweek holidays, like, like Valentine's Day or 4th of July or Thanksgiving to an extent. Or these other random holidays that you get that are randomly. Like Cinco de Mayo, sometimes hits different days um these holidays that happen midweek or birthday you're kind of in the gray zone like you don't know whether to take the time off before the holiday or after or what the fuck you know and like a hit on a thursday so i'm assuming most people work monday tuesday wednesday they did the fourth and today the friday they have off but that's not that's not the case for myself i had something to do and so a lot of people were working today as they can totally see by the traffic i'm sitting in but nonetheless i went to a dodger game we uh we cruised on over to the dodgers stadium at like one o'clock two o'clock um and prior to that i had told my fam like hey you know what let's go get something to eat out there uh something classy something we don't eat every day so i was Yelping some stuff right there, and I came across this place called the Little Jewel of New Orleans. So I was like, "Yeah, fuck yeah, get some um, 
seafood motherfucker like that sounds totally righteous like po' boy sandwiches you know andouille sausage shrimp you know fish gumbo the work so we we strolled over there that was deep into chinatown uh the little jewel of new orleans is in the center and the heart of chinatown which is like it makes sense but it doesn't at the same time like you wouldn't normally have like a, a southern cajun restaurant located in the chinatown but it was and we went there off of yelp's reviews and just it seemed like it served good food and there we go we went and I really love the place I give the place a little jewel of New Orleans I give it a two thumbs up I had me a big mac big craw mac shrimp and sausage thing it was basically mac and cheese with crawfish sausage and shrimp and it's like the size of a personal pan pizza if not maybe a little bit bigger and also would be like four inches of depth so it was like a good bowl of macaroni and stuff and it was delicious uh my mom's had a shrimp she had a po' boy sandwich but i don't know what kind of shrimp she had i don't know what kind of she was like wow it was really good my nev got uh, a po' boy sandwich but it was just meat and cheese and ketchup he doesn't know how to eat. He's not cultured. And honestly, ne- neither is my mom. And honestly, neither are the people that are where I grew up. None of them are cultured. Uh, where I'm at in the world, people still clown vegan food. Um, they're clowning vegetarian food. They're clown tofu. They clown on it because it's not... They clown juicing, they clown smoothies, they clown all that shit. That's where I'm at in the part of the world. I'm on the suburbs. We're not quite the burbs. We're not quite city folk yet. We're getting there. We're about another 20 years away before we're full on burbs. We won't be full on big city. It, it goes in tears. LA is a humongous tourist destination. And that is. A central uh, map pin drop, you know, like uh, like if you zoom out, LA comes up. Even though it's basically we're only looking at the continents, it's a it's a pin drop. It's what it is. Okay, so that's the center of it. Then you got the around the surroundings, which would be still big city like Santa Monica, Culver City. South LA, I would even stretch so far as to say Long Beach, the Beverly Hills, which is technically LA, but it's not where you would think LA is. Uh, Pasadena, even Eagle Rock, you know, the valley a little bit. Those are the surrounding, those are big cities, but they're not LA. You just got, you got a hair bit more room to breathe. You can find somewhat parking and people have backyards to their houses, sort of. Outside of that would be the burbs, which we got like East LA, you've got San Fernando Valley, you've got past Pasadena, which would be like Arcadia, you know, your upper echelon people, they're rich people with big houses, 
East LA is not rich people with big houses. You just got a lot of stuff going on there. Not quite big city, but the big city is only a little bit away. You know, Ventura, Magic Mountain area. Beyond that, you've got your suburbs, which would be like where I'm located. Like on like your Inland Empire is suburbs, Orange County is suburbs, uh, Lancaster suburbs, Victorville, High Desert suburbs. And that's around. And then you go Oxnard and Santa Barbara would be the suburbs of LA. They're not quite the burbs. We're not quite a bigger-ish city yet. We're not quite... We're not quite... Um, big city either. But anyways, I live out here in... Like I said, it's only a 40-minute drive to LA. No traffic. But in that whole entire stretch, there is traffic every day. So it seems like LA so far, but it's not. Uh, but back to my original point. They clown us for... You know... Where I'm at... People, when they hear vegan food or talk about vegan food or they talk about, uh, you know, non-GMO and organic pressed juices, like that shit is still foreign. Uh, so is ramen houses, so are uh, pho houses, so are, you know, curry food, you know, like falafels and shit, curry food, uh, Middle Eastern food, curry falafels and shit that that is just not we're we're just not it's just not out here yet to the burbs to the suburbs even but it is maybe a little bit you can find a little bit in the burbs but not as quite as much as the big city but it's creeping it's creeping i guess in another 20 years might where i'm at might graduate to the burbs or maybe even a biggest big city-ish you know you never know uh, but I actually think Rancho Cucamonga and Ontario might be, they might graduate to big cities while Fontana gets stuck in being the burbs, like outside of, just outside of those big cities. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, I, like I said, I took my parent, my mom and my nephew to, uh, to go eat this food and I would literally have tried anything on the menu. And they kind of pigeonholed themselves to like, well, what's just a shrimp po' boy sandwich with the sauce? Because I don't know what anything else is. I don't know what andouille sauce is. I was like, you try it, it's good. And, you know, it's kind of foreign territory at that point. Like, damn it, like, my nephew is like, he sees anything that remotely doesn't look like ketchup or fried chicken or cheese and he's immediately disgusted like he won't even try it. he won't even give it a shot and I'm like bro pho is so fucking good ramen is so good like it's noodles it's basically spaghetti with drinkable marinara sauce almost but different but not the same but you know what I'm saying like just try it bro try a Thai tea fucking try this or that like just tr- fucking try it and I can't get him to try it because he thinks it's like it's gonna kill him to try it he thinks it's gross like he's gonna put it in his mouth and he can't eat it and I I get that there's some stuff like I won't fucking try but I mean nine times out of ten if it's got anything to do with the meat or even vegetables I'll give it a shot um there's certain vegetables I don't fuck with per se like olives so I won't eat like olive dishes but I mean how many olive dishes are there 
I don't really fuck straight up with mushrooms. Like, I won't eat a portobello, just a straight up portobello mushroom by itself. Like, I can't do that. Even though people say it's really good and it tastes just like me, like, I just can't do it. I can eat mushrooms in my food. I'm like mushrooms on pizza. Mushrooms mixed in with other vegetables and grilled up, sauteed up. Yeah, but I can't just eat a straight... I can't just grill up three mushrooms and just plop them in my mouth and go down. I just can't do it. I just can't. But I, lo- I love me Brussels sprouts, so I mean, you know, I like asparagus and I like broccoli, cauliflower. I like a variety of vegetables that done right, bell peppers, salsa for days, chili rellenos. There's some vegetables that if you're given a choice, I'd eat all fucking day. But anyways, I, I took them to the spot in Little, Ju- Little Jewel of New Orleans and I give it you know, two thumbs up. Uh, my nephew actually ate his whole po' boy burger that he had plain. My mom ate her whole entire po' boy sandwich with shrimp. Uh, and I think I don't know what else was in it. I ate my whole big craw mac, whatever it was. House special was bomb, bomb. Uh, really loved it. So that was, we did that. Uh, and then it was about 3.30 And I was like well I don't You know the game started at 6 So we're on the bubble of We can't really do anything But we could do something So we drove around We went to Union Station a little bit Killed about an hour Hour and a half About 4.35 o'clock About 4.45 we decided to roll into Dodger Stadium Because we were like Well let's get in Let's get seated um, Let's not be like the last people in there You know just enjoy it you know it was the 4th of July so we got in there you know we parked we got a good spot you know parking is expensive at Dodger Stadium it's 25 bucks uh, but it's well worth it because it um, they put enough security guards and stuff to direct you so it's not a big headache you know trying to leave or trying to get in uh, the parking lot is rather I Ah, well done you know I just compared to times I just I think they've redone some parts of it and I don't know how true that is it's been like a year or two since I've been to a Dodger game but you know we parked we got up in there we got our seats we sat up at the top deck which I'm not really like I don't rake baseball like I'm not into it as much as I am football and I'm definitely gonna go to a Laker game this year so I'm not like as into it as those sports I mean yeah I'd like to sit down at the bottom but I mean it doesn't really matter uh, the only thing I requested that when they got the tickets is get it on the third base side which anybody knows is the shady side so we're not roasting the hour or two right there in the sun you know pre-game and during game we're on the shady side so you know that was cool. We're up at the top deck. Uh, you can still see everything. Pretty good. Uh, we got in there and they played the Padres. And it was a Hunjin Ryu versus, I can't think of the other pitcher's name from the Padres. But, you know, the Padres and Manny Machado, which was, I don't know if that was his first game back to L.A., but all the fans are booing him. But I don't really blame the guy. I mean, he went to go chase that motherfucking money, man. I mean, he got... I don't know what kind of ridiculous contract he get from the Padres. 300 mil. 
uh, I would leave the Dodgers too if I could be guaranteed I'd be taking care of the rest of my life. And all you gotta do is play some baseball for a couple years, six, seven years, you know, ten years. You know, it's worth it. It's just what it is. Uh, his attitudes towards the Dodgers, like he was for sure he wasn't gonna stay and he wanted to be let out. I mean, eh. Not everybody fits on teams. Not everybody fits the mold of what's happening. You know, we had Puig last year. We had Jock. We had Kirsch. We had Hunjin Ryu. We had, you know, Matt Camp. We had a number of players. Justin Turner. Uh, Corey Seager, I think, was injured. Cody Bellinger. We had a casting character. Pretty big personalities. Pretty big time big shot players already that we added him to the mix and naturally you know you know people bump heads uh, maybe he just didn't fit gel well with the players that were already in existence right there I mean this is what it is I don't know I wasn't there I mean his hustle wasn't really there so I mean it's okay he walked does it does it really translate to booing him or you know seeing him as a villain? No. Um, had he won with the Dodgers and left, maybe it would have been different. You know, but these are people get traded. Like Puig's no longer on the Dodgers. Uh, he's on the Reds, I believe. Uh, and I don't know if they booed him when he came, but oh well, shit happens. Part of the game, uh, but that you know, the Dodgers played. I thought they played well. Uh, Hunjin Rio was pretty lights out. I think they, they only surrendered one. Run. I think he only surrendered one run. I'm not even sure if he surrendered it. Uh, I was watching the game, but I wasn't exactly sure when he came out because it's hard to pay attention to the game when you're like, "Oh, let me go get a drink. Let me go get a hot dog," which I had. A Dodger dog and a soft serve ice cream and a little uh, Dodger helmet, a little blue Dodger helmet, uh, and a water. So there was like a whole inning. I like kind of like fucked off, and it's not like you're at home where you can hear the announcers talking about it a little bit. So you just see the game with no with no uh, audio to it, basically, other than the crowd cheering. And then there's the wave. You know, they kept doing the wave. Then there's a seventh inning stretch, and then there's, you know, stand for this, sit for that. Yeah, it's a whole shebang, you know, going on. They don't have a halftime. They have the seventh inning stretch. It's what it is. I mean, so I'm not exactly sure when he exited the game. I do know that somebody came in and hit for him, but I think it was when the bases were loaded. I'm not exactly sure. But anyways, the Dodgers got up. 5-0 5-0 to zero before the Padres even score. The Dodgers ended up winning the game 5-1, to one, which was amazing. You know, last year, as you can recall, I went to the Raiders football game, and they won in overtime. It was one of the most thrilling games in any sport that I've ever gone to. Uh, I've been to Laker games in the past, and they've won. I've been to a Clipper game, and they lost. 
I've been to Anaheim Angels games and they lost. I've been to Dodgers games and they lost. I've never been... I've been to Dodgers games and they won. I think I've seen every one of my professional teams win a game. Being the Raiders, Lakers, Dodgers. I've seen them win. I've all seen them lose. Um, and... The only one that I've seen that went to overtime or was on the last or I've never seen a walk-off. And the the Dodgers just won five walk-off games in a row. This was their sixth game, but it wasn't a walk-off. It wasn't even close. Uh, I've never seen a buzzer beater. I don't know what I would do if I seen a buzzer beater. That, I, as that shit is amazing as it is on TV, seeing a buzzer beater, I could only imagine what it would be like seeing it in real life like that would be like seeing a Hail Mary to win the game that would be the most incredible shit uh, an overtime victory too is just as good um, seeing the clock hit triple zero and the score tied up and you going to the extras and winning it and fans had left you know it just to me is like wow like it was an amazing experience but anyways the Dodgers won 5-1 to one. And because it was the 4th of July and all of that, they did the what they usually do is a Friday night fireworks, but they did that on Thursday night. And they did it. I actually like the, the setup that they did for the fireworks that they had going on at the Dodger Stadium because they played um, America. Uh, they played a bunch of like American tunes uh, in the background and then the fireworks were in sync with it, which I thought was really dope. Um, usually don't see that for fireworks shows. Usually it's just fireworks blowing up. But this one had like choreographed music to it. Uh, you could have gone on the field if you wanted to. Uh, it was about a 10 minute or 15 minute affair. So you got... I didn't burn myself this year. Nobody got burned. It was pretty safe. Uh, and it was at the Dodgers. The Dodgers won. We got fireworks. You know, it was a... You, you know, $30 tickets or whatever it was. It was well worth it, you know. Plus, we had a, I had a banging-ass lunch and I had a Dodger dog. You know, these are things that you, you... Going forward, you think about, like, what do I really want to do? Drop 100 bucks, 200 bucks, 200 on some cheap-ass fireworks that you have to do all the work, pick up the mess... Still barbecue and cook, invite people over, all that bullshit, and the fireworks be shitty, or the police come and tell you you're not allowed to have those kind of fireworks, or your city just flat out doesn't allow you to have fireworks. There's whole bitch ass cities in California that don't do fireworks, and I get it. You don't want a, a motherfucker's hand blowing off, or or somebody's house catching fire, duh. But the fireworks that they sell. Uh, I could pee and then knock them fucking over and knock the sparkle over. Like, put the fire out. I could pee on it and put it out, basically. The fireworks they have are, they're, not only are they adult-proof, but they are fucking child-proof. They are, like, a smoking a cigarette is probably more exhilarating than some of the fireworks they, they have for sale these days. The only cool things that they have that are really cheap are sparklers, but... Um, how many sparklers you really want to do? And they don't have those big, long motherfuckers like that I remember from back in the day. They were on the metal wire. They have the little ones that look like they're just on punk sticks. And they just have a little 
sizzling in, in dazzling crackling his smack to it and that's it but you know the, the Dodger game like I said was really well I mean they played really well they had the bases loaded they scored uh, Cody Bellinger hit a home run Max Muncy hit a home run there was several things going on with the game that I was like damn that shit was hardcore hard fucking core that I really enjoyed um you know Hunjin Ryu is one of my favorite pitchers on the staff I didn't see Kenny Jansen they had some other guy up there closing it out which I don't really got a problem with because Kenny you know can't play all the games every year obviously and we need somebody back there who's willing to take the load you know on days that like Kenley's not up to par sick or whatever and it's good to get somebody in there and get some groove and get a little bit of momentum you know nothing wrong with a little healthy competition absolutely nothing wrong um hold on I gotta roll up my goddamn window I made it home now I'm no longer driving but I'm gonna finish up talking about the motherfucking Dodgers here and Friday night fireworks or Thursday night Fourth of July fireworks. But yeah, uh Kenley wasn't in. Uh there was a couple of weird plays. I thought the pitcher we thought everybody thought the pitcher balked and the umpires came, huddled around, said he didn't. Jock hit a pop fly to the middle of the field, was trotting down to first base, got to first base, rounded it, realized that these fools let the ball drop and then proceeded to run to second. Slide and then they applied a tag. He was on the base. The guy untagged him. He came off the base, landed back on the base, tagged him again, and they did a replay about it. So that took like 10 minutes or like five minutes. It was kind of interesting because they kept showing it. And I was like, dude, he's. You can't. You couldn't. I From what I could. You couldn't tell that he was. Wasn't. Not safe. But I was like, damn, like. His glove was there, like, his, I mean, it was close, and I could obviously see why they replayed it, so I was like, wow, damn, it could go either way, but I was like, you kind of can't tell, and the guy already called him safe, so maybe there's not enough to overturn it, and, and sure enough, they didn't overturn it, but the very next play, Russell Martin, I think, line drive out, so it was all for naught, but it was kind of cool, you know, I hadn't seen a, a replay in a minute. I don't think I've ever seen a replay happen in real life. Um, or a play challenge. I don't know. Maybe I'd, we did challenge a play in Oakland. I'm not sure. Definitely haven't seen it in basketball. Because I haven't gone to basketball game in about two years. Uh, in the last Dodger game that I went to. Uh, they came back. They won it. I forgot who they played. The Marlins or somebody. And I think they, they were down 2-0 and they came back to win like 7-3 or something like that. But the game was not even close. Like they scored 2-2-2-1. Like, and the Marlins started off hot. But anyways, uh, yeah, I had a blast. Um, we got home kind of late because the game ended about 930 the fireworks show, then we walked out and it took about an hour to get out of Dodger Stadium and an hour to get home. Got home right around midnight. And when I got in, that was the streets were done, you know, lighting fireworks. So nothing to see on that end. 
But yeah, I'm gonna go to another Dodger game. Uh, in August, I think August 10th, and it'll be kind of fun because I'm gonna go with a little bit more family and you know whatnot, as well as there's two movies that I'm procrastinating watching. One of them is Toy Story, and the other one is uh, Spider Man. You know, Far From Home. And I hear good things about both movies, but I hear kind of lackluster things about Like, I heard Spider-Man, they have to explain the ending, which I don't understand. Like, what is there to explain? Um, Spider-Man is his own fucking movie thing. He's just attached to the MCU, like, the next direct MCU movie... I mean, and, and I actually think Nick Fury's... If you've seen from the trailer, Nick Fury tells Spider-Man... The world needs the next Tony Stark or the next Iron Man. Uh, and the de facto probably is Spider-Man. But I think they're going to allow Spider-Man to... Do his own set of movies before he's reintroduced... Back into the fray that is the MCU. And he takes on a more Tony Stark role. A more like, hey, he's going to pop up in everybody's fucking movie. I don't think that's going to happen till he already does the next movie. Uh, and there's countless... They already talk about the multiverse. So Madam Web is... I mean, they can go... There's endless possibilities on the Spider-Man... He could cross over into uh, the Sony version of Spider-Man, which is, you know, amazing as well. So, you know, so I don't get to get the explain. I think the Marvel should hold him a little bit. Let him do a whole other movie with his whole other villains that they could go off into and then start bringing him back. You know, he could do a, a fight scene with somebody else. He could bump into somebody else. Like, hey, you know, I haven't seen you since this place. Or I haven't... We should catch up, you know. How are things over there at, you know, the old shop with the old guys? You know, they should say, hey, we could really use a little hands. Or many hands, you know. You know, they could bring him back. And then I think they should bring him back slowly. Uh, because there is no main villain. They're not in a rush. It's not like there is any life-threatening... Well, I don't know. I haven't seen the movie. There, there is no life-threatening boss or villain that has popped up, which I hope to God they bring Dr. Doom into the mix. But we shall see. Um, the next MCU movies, I think, are coming out next year. Don't know what's slated, but that's coming out. Now, moving to Toy Story... Uh, I've been wanting to see Toy Story 4 because I wanted to see what happened after the end of 3 when the toys got donated and Andy's no longer the owner of the toys. It belonged to somebody else. Uh, and the Toy Story movies have been getting better and better. This fourth one may be the last one. I'm not, not going to see it. I want to see it. Like, holy shit. Like, to me, that's just something I want to do. I don't want to wait until all the way to like a couple of months till it comes out on Netflix or whatever it comes out on. <clears throat> but I want to see that. I may go do one of those two movies Sunday. So I might do a little review on it uh, next week 
which would have been that'll put it at the week mark so i might do a, spo- a full-on spoiler version of one of the two uh but then no biggie no biggie uh i'm gonna go watch the fights tomorrow the ufc we got jones is fighting and i think holly Holm is fighting um should be an entertaining card nonetheless it should be very very um entertaining to say the least we should get hopefully some blood some some you know a submission or a knockout or one of the two or tko we should get something uh john jones is one of my more favorite uh mma fighters you know hopefully now he's gotten past the coke and all that stuff and maybe now he's on the straightener where he can really flourish because he beat dc twice and they're not counting it but dc ain't gonna fuck with him dc can't beat him straight up he just can't like straight as fuck he cannot beat him uh a resounding ass whipping uh DC beats his opponents in the first or second round. John Jones mopped him up in the first or second round. And that was a complete mopping twice. He broke DC's heart and feelings mentally the second time. Uh, he had DC crying. Uh, I know DC is touted as being one of the greatest. But you know deep down inside he's not. He's not. John Jones already beat him twice. I don't give a fuck. Heads or not, uh, he got beat. He beat, and John Jones will beat him again. I'm pretty sure. If they fought ten times, DC might beat him once. He has a ten percent chance of victory. He is just too slow. He cannot strike, uh, and John Jones is too lengthy, and, and he's got the power behind the behind the mitts. Just nothing you can do about it. Just that's what you know. Sometimes you just meet your equal. There's nothing you can do. Um, but that's coming down the pike. And uh, the ghost inside is coming up the following week. So I may talk about that next Saturday. Which that's the next concert that's on the docket. Not Fest is also this month. Which I um, haven't got a ticket to. But I shall get a ticket soon. Uh, there's some s- knock is coming back. But I don't know who they're playing with. Riding out. See Space Cowboy and some other bands. I don't really, not really interested in going to that tour because I don't know who else is playing. Um, and they're also playing at the House of Blues, which is sort of an out the way for me. But that's like I said, it's neither here nor there. Um, my Fourth of July was lit. I had a great time yesterday with the fam. Uh, you know, just LA is a treat if you don't. LA gets so much hate from the national scene and from the right wing, you know, government that opposes the democratic views that is LA, you know, sanctuary city. You get a lot of hate from these right wing Fox reporters like, oh, look at all the homeless. Well, duh. Fucking LA takes care of the homeless. They give them food, shelter. They don't kick them off the street. We're not a bunch of motherfucking bitches. Um, if you're, like I said before, if your city doesn't have homeless residents residing in it, your city is doing something wrong. They flat out, like the homeless people do not want to be at your city or cannot be at your city. 
your city is next to trash because homeless people don't even sleep to trash they don't they don't i mean they sleep in their own trashes but they don't they don't go where there's nothing if your city has nothing to offer them they don't go there and you could say oh well duh we don't want homeless here but uh have you ever lost your fucking job has any everybody's known somebody that's lost their job and were de facto either unemployed, homeless, or just trying to make it by with to find something within three months. And there's some people that don't get fortunate. They don't get the lucky breaks. They're not white. Some people are just not fortunate. They lose their job and you know the factories go away and there's nothing. There goes a the retirement, goes there, there goes a the house. They have to move. And that's what it is. They have to move because your city is shit and can't fucking really they don't they don't really care about their citizens and there's nothing there's no safety net to help there's nothing for them in these other cities like san francisco and la san diego and all these other cities they almost have things there i do get people don't like them but they have something there they have public bathrooms some of them are there to be homeless for a year. Some of them are lifelong homeless. Some of them are veterans. That, again, uh, the right wing media will bitch all day about, you know, border security or, you know, fuck Iran and all this other bullshit. And we need to go to war and war and war and war. But a lot of, there's a lot of homeless veterans and they don't give a fuck about them. And then you, you in turn, your city don't want homeless. So you don't really give a fuck about veterans, do you? Uh, just up and down the ballot. The veterans are cool if they come out of the army and they're not missing an arm or a leg and they don't really depend on the government. Or they're not, they didn't have to go and kill 100 people. You're the veterans are cool, the ones that were in the office. Yeah, those veterans. But the other ones, the majority, coming out homeless with PTSD and all kinds of other shit and your city don't take care of them for a fucking thing. Your city is next to fucking scum. Uh, that's just how I see it so um, like I said uh, LA gets a bad rap from these right wing medias talking a lot of shit about it so is San Francisco all about there's so much shit in the street and everybody's shooting heroin allegedly but we all know damn well that the Midwest is fucking smoking their fucking teeth out of their heads on the meth pipes and fucking ODing on fentanyl but they have the audacity to say they found one needle or two needles on the street in san francisco like there isn't needles everywhere else like you fucking kidding me la is a beautiful city go visit it uh if you're out there there's plenty of good food to eat plenty of fucking activities like i said i just yelped uh a little the jewel the little jewel of new orleans and it was Fantastic. Dodger game, fantastic. Uh, the fireworks, fantastic. The city, fantastic. Had an awesome day. Anyways, guys, that's my episode for the day. I am calling it quits. I have 43 minutes because I want to get something to eat for dinner. And I'm done with the day. That was my episode. I'll catch you guys later.